Welcome to this episode of Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today we're going to talk about Janet Jackson's Together Again. My name is Courtney, and I'm here with my cousin. Cousin Cam. We should note that we are recording differently today than our normal setup. So there will be a deviation from our regular audio quality, but I think our special guests will outshine our audio challenges. We have with us today Mike Litherland, creator of the Induct Janet campaign. Welcome, Mike. Thank Yay. you guys so much. I'm excited to be here. We are excited to have you. I found you in August at the Janet Jackson concert here in Charlotte. Your partner was wearing a super stylist Induct Janet t-shirt um, and learned <laughs> that you're the brainchild behind it. Tell us a little bit more about the Induct Janet campaign. So we actually began the uh, Facebook page first when Janet continued to be snubbed year after year and not get a nomination for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame after being eligible for many, many years. Just decided to kind of take it to social media because social media mm-hmm. seemed to be you know, a turning point in raising awareness and kind of making a pivot, um, especially in a lot of people like the masses and their, and their vernacular and their opinion. Um, it was kind of a slow start. Obviously, the hardcore fans adapted to it very, very quickly, and it, it spread amongst the Janet fan community. But then slowly but surely, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame enthusiasts and some bloggers began to take notice. Um, like Missy Elliott started following us and Jimmy Jam. So we knew that we were gaining some traction. And, you know, really, we just wanted to shine a light on Janet's career, her achievements, and make it all about Janet Jackson. Because a lot of the fan campaigns for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they tend to kind of skew on the negative side and slam the museum itself and, you know, kind of poke fun at it and call it the Hall of Shame, Hall of Lame. We didn't want to do any Mm -hmm. of that. We didn't want to have anything negative. Wanted to keep it, you know, on the up and up, positive, and then really just about Janet and why she's so deserving. Perfect. I agree. So, Mike, I have to ask you, when did you fall in love with Miss Janet? When I was a, a wee young lad, um, <laughs> I literally was in probably, I'm guessing middle school, at least when I got into Janet's music. You know, I, I watched Good Times. Again, I was really, really little, but my family did watch that all the way up through different strokes. And my mom bought me the Janet Jackson cassette. So that tells you my age. I'm aging myself, but the first album. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. My younger brother was a huge Michael Jackson fan. So I think we probably listened to a lot more MJ then than Janet's first album. And um, I didn't even buy Dream Street until many, many, many years later. But Control, of course, in 86, it just blew me away. You know, I remember this was, at least on our block, we didn't have MTV yet. And the videos were coming out like on, I think it was on NBC or maybe CBS. They would have a Friday night video fights. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember that. Yeah, they debuted. <laughs> do you? Do you? They yeah. debuted. What have you done for me lately? And you know, my I made my brother and sister stay up all night and call and vote for Janet. So it was pretty much <laughs> from then on. I've been you know pretty hardcore. <laughs> so you've been a Janet Jackson campaign manager since the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've spent spent a lot of time on that woman. That's for sure. <laughs> but it's all love. It's all love. Right. I love it. So Janet means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. How would you describe her to someone who doesn't know her work? Oh, good question. You know, she's got such an understated power and charisma behind her that she's, it's kind of hard to put it into words, but it goes beyond the lyrics and the videos and the songs and the albums. There's something in her inner core that is just, pure love. And mm-hmm. it's kind of unfortunate that so many people still either don't get it or, you know, they just see the superficial music side. And that's good too, but man, she's deep. You, you guys both know how deep she is. She's, <laughs> I mean, she's deep, deep, deep. So it's kind of Absolutely. fun when you can explore and peel back those layers, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely can relate to that because I think about now, like, you know, when I think about a lot of the artists that I really love now, and every now and then someone will say someone's the next Janet Jackson. And I just think to myself, like there is just a combination of factors that make Janet Jackson. And I just don't know that we can have that again. Like there is an it um, 
factor for her and a lot of it comes through from her personality just the, the human being she is the complexity that she is and also that her work is born of herself right so a lot of mm-hmm. folks, if you just get songs written and handed to you, that's a very different thing than, um, you know, taking a year or two and developing a project and writing about the absences in your life and, and letting uh, individuals grow with you. As you grow and learn, so do you share that with your audience. And I just think that that's the thing that there are lots of talented people out right now who are doing really special things. I think that's a part of what we're missing and maybe why we won't have another Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I can name a lot of stars that everybody was like, they're the next Janet. And by the time they get to their next project, it's like, not quite. <laughs> so, yeah, not, not quite. So much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, can I ask you what two songs of Janet are your favorite? If you had to just choose. I'm making you choose. Right my, now. <laughs> no, sure, sure. I it switches pretty frequently, but my my ultimate has always been. I probably I think it always will be um, pleasure principle. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love the track <laughs> itself, but the video. Once again, going back to those Friday night video fights. Once I saw that video, I was like, man, this girl has got it. You know, she, she's by herself. <laughs> she's in the warehouse dancing her butt off. And I mean, making it look effortless. And it's it just, it blew me away. Um, plus, I love the remixes too. I loved all the, the remixes in that package. Um, yeah. Second, maybe Got Till It's Gone. I'm a huge fan of that. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Love, all right. Like, my need too. I, I love that. That's a, the album cut. I, I just love it. There's something about it. The harmonies, because you know she can harmonize with the best of them, best in the business. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Mike, I saw you in a picture with Janet Jackson at the 2018 Billboard Music Awards. So, how did that happen? Tell us about that night. Yeah, that was quite a surprise. Um, my partner and I were out there with a, a couple of our other Janet fans that we know that we've traveled with for the past couple of years off and on all met up in Vegas and you know we had our kind of nosebleed seats but we just had to be in the house to to support Miss J Mm -hmm. and about an hour before the show we were advised to stay put in our seats and that somebody would come like an usher or somebody would come and escort us back to kind of hang out with the J tribe so we're thinking it's going to be Gil and the dancers. And so everybody's excited. You know, we're not going to pass that up. Mm-hmm. And we wait for about 45 minutes or so. And they finally come and take us. And, you know, we're kind of winding back all of these back hallways and the, the MGM Grand Concert Hall. And, you know, we, we kind of hear a lot of hush hush and a lot of security guard action. And we all kind of looked at each other we're like, I don't think this is just for Gil and the dancers. You know, this seems a little <laughs> bigger than that. And then lo and behold, we were escorted in and got a quick quick pick that literally was about 90 seconds but still it was pretty darn amazing and just such a surprise none of us were expecting that's it awesome wow i think those wasn't <laughs> right that's a pretty awesome 90 seconds i have to know in that 90 seconds did you find out what she smells like <laughs> this is important she smells lovely <laughs> she smells lovely it's kind of like baby powder you know just very oh. fresh clean lovely and my gosh i'll tell you guys when she locks eyes and makes eye contact with you, it's kind of otherworldly. <laughs> it, it really is. It's like, dang, you know, she's like looking into your soul. It, it's pretty amazing. I mean, she's, she's got that intensity anyway. But yeah, it was, that was quite a night. I love that. So how did they find you? How they spot you? Did you have on your shirt? No. The, well, we did have on our, our garb, but uh, the people that I was with, Don and Joanna are friendly with her camp. So I think they knew that there were some hardcore fans in the house and, you know, kind of throw us a bone and, (laughs) and let us, let us go back and meet her. So it was amazing. I I wouldn't change a thing. That is cool. I'm I'm excited for you still. (laughs) So it was great. We'll jump into some news now. Let's talk a little bit about Keisha Nightpolium. I think she was on, was it The View or maybe it was this hot where she it was, was once again. Surreal. Surreal. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Thank Surreal. you. <laughs> you just named everybody The View. Every talk show. Every. <laughs> 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 
Um, but yeah, so Keisha Napoleon was uh, having a discussion on the reel about, I guess, her conversation with Janet, and she's been working extra hard to secure uh, a spot in, I guess, a soon-to-be produced biopic that has not. It doesn't seem that there's been a commitment for it yet, but she's definitely campaigning in her spot to play the lead role on Miss Janet Jackson. And so I was just curious, uh, Cam, Mike, what are your thoughts on that? I'll let Mike go first. You know, I, I know she's a, a huge fan. This isn't the first time she's mentioned it. It's, it's in, not. I think she's expressed interest in doing something Janet-related, biopic-related for quite some time. Maybe I'm remiss. Maybe I'm thinking about somebody else. No, I think you're right. I think... Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. So she sings? She raps, but oh. I haven't heard she her raps. sing anything. She sang, yeah, she, <laughs> she sang when she was 10 years old. It was a remake of Pollyanna. She played the lead role, Polly. <laughs> well, there you go. I missed that one. You, you went way back. Like, <laughs> I want you to edit that. <laughs> Why? I love Polly. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you all okay, I don't know that I've ever seen her dance. Well, Polly, yeah. but I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm worried about her dancing. You got to be moving. You know, <laughs> if she can get the dance steps down, I'm cool for it. They can always license her music and she can sing over a track. And the mannerisms and her intonation and voice inflection and because you know janet she's she's different she's a different breed um you know it's interesting too raven simone is a huge huge fan so i wonder if they talked about janet on the set way back in the day it's just interesting that is interesting i hadn't made the connection to the cosby show but yeah definitely Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure where I am on, on that spectrum. You know, I, you know, I'm a diehard Keisha Napoleon fan since I am naming you know movies she did when she was ten years old. So <laughs> I love her, and you know, I only want what's best for her. I'm just not sure about this situation. I think that probably the Jam fam will be highly critical of whomever is chosen. So we have to be prepared for that, and we have to know that whoever it is isn't going to be Janet. Right? They're going to do. That's a good point. They're best to become her but they're not going to be her so i mean if she's the best person for the role so be it i i i'm looking forward to a, a janet jackson biopic i think it's long overdue i mean they got a lot to cover career-wise you know they did new mm-hmm. edition for what six hours on bet <laughs> this mm-hmm. will be a, a nine a nine day event <laughs> janet the miniseries <laughs> yes now there is another biopic that has been touted on social media here recently, and that is the Jermaine Dupree biopic on WeTV. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I used to watch SWV Reunited as well. Wasn't that on yeah, WeTV? Yeah. Both of them. Ah, yeah. Okay, okay. I think, yeah. Courtney, maybe you may have tweeted out, this kind of made me chuckle, but I agreed wholeheartedly. Like, I just hope this isn't messy. You know, I, I just hope, I, I don't know. I think they've got a lot to say, obviously, because JD's had a, a huge career and so so mm-hmm. depth and all that stuff. But I, I just wonder how they'll portray the whole, you know, Janet era with with Jermaine. But I trust Jermaine with with Janet. And he still loves her too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He'll 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 protect her as much as possible. I think he will actually try to pinpoint more on the escape drama and the bow wow situation because that's right now is giving mm. him the most clicks. I'm going to borrow some optimism from you two. I just, I I mean, I don't wholeheartedly trust any guy that Janet has ever dealt with because they have all <laughs> in the end done her wrong. Ain't that something? But, yep. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, I think that, you know, I really want to agree with you guys and think that he would do his best to protect her reputation. Like, whatever, however she is portrayed, I think would not be damaging to her. Also, this week, um, it was announced on social media that Janet is actually going to receive yet another award. Yay. Uh, she's actually going to receive the MNET award. She's just racking them up, isn't she? I didn't know there was an award confirmed. So I, this is news to me. So yeah, I was trying to figure out, I saw the announcement that she would be going to the awards and I'm thinking to myself, like she's not going for nothing. Um, right. Right. <laughs> but 
So this event is like a three-day event starting on December 10, and it's huge. Um, I'm not sure if she's performing or if she's getting an award, and if so, what day it will be, but you better believe I'll be following and trying to figure it out. And oh, that yeah. dovetails nicely with her other announcement from the week, which is that she signed with uh, Paradigm Talent Agency for global representation. My favorite part of it was the announcement said, in all areas, including touring, theatrical, film, branding, and beyond. And I'm just very curious about what the branding and beyond portion is. Only one it definitely feels like something's brewing, right? Because it seems like the timing of that announcement, I'm sure we've got another big announcement coming, whether you know we find out if it's an EP or an album or who knows what's next, maybe more tour date, something. But yeah, that, it was very carefully phrased and it sounds like a good fit. And I think this is a great move for her because she's going to be the biggest artist on the roster at Paradigm Talent Agency. Hey. They're global. When Made for Now came out, I thought to myself, <laughs> I just said to myself, okay, America, Xana is done with you peasants because she <laughs> made that song and it had a, like, it was clearly globally focused and which I think is a, a genius move at this time. And mm-hmm. the move to this agency is clearly globally focused. Um, going to the MNET Asian Music Awards is globally focused. So, I mean, it seems like at a time in her career where you maybe think she would be throttling down, she's not. She's expanding. Mm-hmm. And That's she got exciting. I look at it this way. They gave us K-pop. We're going to give them Janet. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of K-pop. My coworker is introducing me to the K-pop. Anyway. <laughs> Well, those yeah, BTS fans are for real. They are, I mean, they are hardcore. Well, it's funny. They, they were are. at the Billboard Music Awards. It was deafening how loud they were. They they definitely <laughs> overtook the entire crowd. So, yeah, they're they're serious about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whenever I look at those groups, I'm like, there's so many of them. <laughs> it's, like, it's like nine guys on stage. I'm like, you guys are basically a choir. <laughs> Not a choir. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Let's get into this week's song. One of my favorites, Together Again. Hey, Jan fam, pardon the interruption. We are preparing to chat about Janet's 2018, and we want to hear from you. Tell us about your best Janet Jackson memory from 2018, your wish for Janet in 2019, Or maybe you just want to say thank you to Janet for being her awesome self. Call us at 251-616-0790. Please be advised, any messages left on our call line will become property of Janet today, Janet tomorrow, Janet forever, and may be used on this podcast. The number again is 251-616-0790. Oh, and shout out to our listeners in High Point, Brooklyn, Shoreham-by-Sea, Ouagadougou, and Gibsonville. Thanks for hanging out with the cousins. It means a lot. Now back to our song. (laughs) Yeah. Together Again was the second single from The Velvet Rope, released on December 2nd, 1997, when I was a little pup. Were you a little pup? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was still a little pup. And it followed the classic, uh, got Till It's Gone. And this was written uh, and produced by Janet, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, and also with additional writing credits to the ex hub, Renee Elizondo Jr. Nah, so it's not Renee. <laughs> we, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean he didn't get credit. <laughs> I said, I want to see how much he wrote. <laughs> but um, Janet was actually inspired to write this song by her own personal experience of losing a friend to AIDS and also by a letter that she received from a young British boy who had lost his father. So it was yeah. kind of a, it was a huge, 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 huge hit, too, which I think it surprised a lot of people. Yes, it surprised it me a bit. Sam and I talk about sometimes like how this song is maybe one of the songs that Janet is most well known for. And even people who are not necessarily huge Janet Jackson fans seem to know together again for sure and it's unique it's not one of those mournful memorial songs you know what i'm saying it's it's uplifting yeah it's almost like a a celebration i think that's what Mm -hmm. really drew me to the song too obviously it's janet but 
the lyrics are so meaningful and you, you can kind of hear joy in her voice. And, you know, I think that that helps so many people resonate, especially if you have lost somebody, um, everybody can relate to that. And it's just, a, I don't know, it's kind of like a, a nice warm hug from Janet that, you know, she gave this to us. And even for her, I'm sure it's changed for her with, you know, losing Michael and losing her father. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure it's evolved even in her own space, in her own life. But yeah, it, it means a lot to her fans. Recently in Billboard magazine, she made the comment, I don't often listen to my own work, but when I go back to the Velvet Rope, I put on Together Again and remember the friends I lost to age. And she said, mm. it was important for me to honor them, not mournfully, but joyously in a celebratory song. Their spirit did so much to bolster mine. And so mm. it's like what, the thing that the song does for us, it does the same thing for her, too. It's a beautiful it thing. Is, and the interesting part about Together Again is that the arrangement of the song, kind of like that upbeat, tempo, disco feel, according to Jimmy Jam, they constructed that in like 30 minutes, Jam Lewis and, and Janet in the studio. Like Janet came in and she already had the title. And I think just the lyric, there are times when I look above and beyond. Um, and from there, they started building the music. And he says it took them 30 minutes to kind of put that all together. That's magic, people. That's magic. That really is. That's crazy. <laughs> and honestly, I was surprised to find out that she was actually inspired by her memories from Studio 54 as a child, which I don't know if that was someplace where she needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know what? It gave us together again. So I'm going to say, yes, yeah, she should have been. Amen to before. that. Even Amen. though I remember her telling a story about like one of the first times she went there when she was a kid. I think she was visiting Michael when he was filming The Wiz and she asked him why is everyone sniffing flour? <laughs> that's not flour. A little innocent <laughs> thing. Yeah, that was flour. Yeah. Yeah, that, so like, that's so precious though, you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, oh. But if you don't recognize the drugs, you probably shouldn't have been there. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> And I guess that's why you could hear like that heavy disco influence. I mean, because, you know, around that time, that's when disco was like the main genre of music. Everybody had to have like a disco track. Yeah. She right, says right. that this song is influenced like the main musical inspiration was um, a song called Runaway by New York and Soul. And so, of course, I went and listened to that song and I was, yeah, basically, uh-huh. It's, hmm. it's it's what it is. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say they they improved upon the original because it has kind of the same driving baseline, like that same beat, but definitely like the it's 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 not the same, it's different. But you can certainly hear the influence. It's not a twin, but it's a close cousin uh to that <laughs> runway runaway. <laughs> yeah. Like You're schooling us like, here. Learn something new every day. I, I did not know that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just go down these rabbit holes. Like, if I get, like, <laughs> one nugget of information, then I have to, like, investigate that nugget. And then 30 minutes later, you know, I'm like, <laughs> where did the time Sometimes go? Sometimes <laughs> that's a good find. And, you know, together again, too, it, it doesn't even, it never even needed a remix, at least from, like, a, the club version, if you will. But, man, did it have some good remixes. Yeah, Do you guys have yeah, any yeah. favorites? Yeah. I lean towards the deeper remix, <laughs> although it does kind of remind me of a Sparkle R. Kelly song. So mm. I, now I listen to it and I'm like, mm. but I think the original is still still my favorite. It is. It but is. Like, Not the same. I like the deeper remix. Um, and what I like about it is when she talks about it, and I had never thought of it this way, but when she talks about it, she says like the original for Together Again is more like um, a song for a lost family member or a lost friend, you know, a familiar relationship. But when she sings the deeper remix version, she says that's more like about the loss of a, a, a loving relationship or, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend is how she thinks about those. So like she even thinks about them differently when she performs them. That connection too, that she's got to the track because the way she emotes it, it's so different and it just works in both instances. I love the deeper remix too, but um, yeah, I think the original was, was the best for me too. And one thing about the song is what makes it unique is it starts off actually slow. I mean, mm -hmm. when you hear it, you're like, okay, 
Janice gonna give us a ballad, but oh, oh, they dancing. They see, you know, you like, oh. And I think, I just, I don't know, every time I hear this song, I always think, like, you know, what a way to go out. <laughs> Someone online tweeted that the only song she wanted to play at her wedding and funeral was Together Again. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> About my wedding, like, those are two very different occasions. <laughs> 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 but you mentioned the um, disco feel and the slow part. The one thing it made me think of is Donna Summer's Last Dance. And Jimmy Jam mentions they actually sent a version to the radio. They sent two versions the song we know, the slow going into fast, and then a, another version that was just all upbeat. And he said he really expected that that would be the ones that DJs would play because he didn't think that, you know, that segue slow to fast would go well over on radio. And to their surprise, he's like, nobody played the all upbeat version. Everyone played the slow into the fast transition. And so they were very surprised by that. It just works. It, it just does. It's just something about the creation and the brainstorming between those three. It, like when she did Made For Now, even though it's a hot track, she went back and she said, let me get Jimmy and Terry from my boat. They have to have the best chemistry in the industry. I don't know who else could top them when it comes to creating a masterpiece. Yeah, mm-hmm. hands down. I totally agree. They, they've got the magic and, and they, they truly are just a dream team. Now, Mike, what's your favorite lyric in this song? You know, I, I like the dancing in moonlight. I know you are free because I can see your star shining down on me. And then, you know, in the, the remix versions for the clubs, when it's kind of like a choir gospel at the end, they're singing, shine on me. I just, I love that part. That's, I think that's my, my favorite part of, of the song. And every time I hear it together again, I think of seeing her in concert because, you know, the Jan fam, we just go nuts during yes. Together Again and jump yes. up and down with them. It's so much fun. I mean, just such good memories. I did want to throw in one other thing I learned when I went down that rabbit hole we talked about before. <laughs> so compare <laughs> yourself, Mike, compare yourself. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I was on YouTube watching videos and someone in the comment section was talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. And they were talking about how Together Again is a homage to the theme from Sonic the Hedgehog. It's called the Bridge Zone theme. And so of course, naturally I have to go search for. Had to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> and you would think I would know it by heart because I have a Sega Game Gear and it basically lived with me. I think I might have slept with that thing under the pillow. Like all I played oh. was Sonic the Hedgehog. And I went back and listened and guys, it's together. No. Like, no. It <laughs> you know, it's and funny because I, I, I had a... I had Sega Genesis too, and I, I I remember the theme song, but yeah, I never made that connection. Now I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> you have to go on YouTube and listen. Listen, I need you to go, and if I'm wrong, I want you to call me out. I want you to tweet us. I'm like, no, this isn't it. But I, but you're not going to do it, that Mike. Because <laughs> wow, don't not, do it, Mike. You're not going to be it. able to do it. The bridge zone song, the bridge zone. I was like, this is. Now I think the that game came out six years before together again. So no, I don't think that like Jimmy and Janet were conspiring to use this same theme. But they're very similar. <laughs> they're very similar. Oh, okay. Now it's time for me to bring you out of the rabbit hole and say <laughs> Okay. That. Bring it save me. Save me. Bring it back. I'm gonna save you. You're going deep. <laughs> but this hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for two weeks, and it actually mm-hmm. spent 46 weeks on the chart, and also it reached number one on the Dance Club Songs chart. Yeah. So 46 weeks is a long time, huh? Yeah. Longer than any relationship I've had. Mm. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> bless ya. Bless ya. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard in these streets. I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> okay, Mike, this is where we go off of scripts. <laughs> Don't be out of shot yes. around. Let's talk. <laughs> okay, listen, listen. Okay, let's talk about this video. Um, mm-hmm. So we talked to, and literally, you guys are really going to have to keep me on track here, too, because I feel like I could talk a long time about this video because there's so much 
goodness. There are two versions of the video, <laughs> one for the together. Again, original that was directed by Seb Janiak. Um, and that one was actually shot in Tanzania. And then I think I like equally the one um, shot by Cammy's favorite person, Renee Elizondo Jr. in the <laughs> apartment for the deeper remix video. So let's talk about the original first. What are you guys' memories, favorite moments? Mike, Mike, what did you like about that video? The hair, the choreo, uh-huh. the dance, you know, just just everything. It, it definitely wasn't what I expected. You know, and seeing the the exotic animals and just the whole setting and backdrop, it just worked. And again, it was it was a little different. But of course, Janet's always pushing the envelope and trying, you know, mm-hmm. different things and trying to shock us. But yeah, I, I honestly loved everything about it. Tina nailed the, the choreo and, you know, as a crew, they were just so in sync and just fluid and I just absolutely loved it. The only thing I didn't like was Tina's hair because for some reason she was blonde. <laughs> and she I was yes, white blonde, 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 blonde. <laughs> yes, right. yes. I was like, why she, why she dye her hair? <laughs> why? <laughs> Everyone had the extra 90s gel in their hair too. Like even Seanette's hair was spiky. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and that was a process because I'm sure they had to like actually straighten her hair and then put the gel in there to make it spiky. I was like, this was seriously on purpose. Y'all put a lot of effort into this. <laughs> they went down to Sally Beauty Supply and got some black and gold gel. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was the jam day. The left jam. Yep. Mike, I wouldn't expect you to know anything about the less jam hair gel. I don't, but I'm still cracking up. You, you two are too much. I love it. Because uh, you really couldn't get it at Sally's. You had to go to like some mom and pop beauty supply store and get your less jam. Uh, but my, I love everything about the video. And like you said, Mike, it isn't something that was expected. And that's what I loved about Janet Jackson videos because you could hear the song over and over and over and you could think you would know what a visual would look like and then you see the video and it's nothing you would have ever imagined and that's how I felt with together again with all that like people living in harmony with the animals and they're like in the savannah and it's very multiracial people are saying that it was like the vision for it was Afrofuturism which now that I know that I was like oh so you were giving us Wakanda it was a it was a low tech mm. Wakanda, but they, they were mm. giving us Wakanda in 1998. I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. She's always been deep. She's always been yes. deep. Yes. <laughs> and she uses every, every, everything to tell a story. I mean, from her hair to, you know, the nose rings, the choreography, the setting. Um, you know, there's the scene where she's hugging herself or kind of like mothering herself. There's, I mean, she uses everything um, possible to tell a story. And in the, the deeper remix video, which was directed by Renee, um, it's actually more laid back. She's actually in the apartment. And to me, I always get the feeling that she's waiting for her lover. Um, it's more sultry, it's more seductive. And I mean, it's like her and the more of her element that we're kind of by this time is accustomed to with Janet and her, you know, with the slow jam. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what stood out with me with this video was the butterflies, mm-hmm. which represented the spirit of her lover. And uh, I think that's what made it just a little bit, you know, unique as far as a video and visuals. Yeah. I like this video and I like it. But it always reminds me, like, whenever I'm trying to think about it, my brain always thinks about any time, any place. Um, and I like it's both so of those. so funny videos. you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> because maybe the color schema, too, because I, I'm with you. Or the apartment yeah. set up. Yeah. And she's so low, and it's just like my brain tries to make it be that. Um, but the one thing about this video that I remember, even more so than the butterfly, is like... There are two moments in this video that are kind of bizarre and make me love it more. Like, I think at the beginning when she first comes into the apartment, she is putting on lipstick and her lips are clearly red and the tube of lipstick (laughs) is clearly purple. And I'm not sure what's happening. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, but you do you. I like you. And then my other favorite part is she pulls a nightgown from her purse. Like, and there's like no rhyme or reason. Like, it appears to be her own home, but she gets her nightgown from her purse. Well, maybe she's on some stalkerish stuff and she figured, hey, did you break in? <laughs> yeah, but when he conceives me, he's going to be like, why are you in my apartment? Uh-huh. Got the nightgown on. You guys may be on to something. I've never even noticed that. Courtney, I've never even noticed that. <laughs> so yes, I, I never see... Mike, one thing about me is like I never see the obvious. Like if something's obvious, you have to tell me because I won't get it. <laughs> but if it's like little or fleeting, I got it. <laughs> Mike probably gonna say these two are crazy. Well, that's why I'm here though, because you guys are fun. You know, your chemistry is infectious. Ah, so let's talk about these live performances. Mike, do you have a favorite? First one that pops into my brain is the American Music Awards, the week it went number one on the Hot 100. And I just remember, obviously, the look and the outfits and the dancers, everything was on point. But I just remember when they exited the stage and because it was a remix. I think it was a, the DJ premiere remix, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at the end of the song and the track, you know, Janet or somebody, I think it's Janet, she's like, ow. <laughs> She puts her hands up and they were exiting the stage. I was just like, all right, now. You know, she just tore that up. Again, that was unexpected. And I, I was just like, dang, I got to see that again. That's a lot of people's favorite performance. And that was the one that was surprising to me. So that was 1998. And they had that all black on, if I'm thinking about the right one. Like really yeah. oversized pants, right? Yes. So that's one of my favorites. I also have another favorite when she performed together again on the Oprah Winfrey show. I thought that was a really great performance. And I thought that was a really great medium for that song. Like it fit, it could have been Oprah's theme song. Like it fit that show so well. I'm still a little embarrassed for Shawnette. I was trying to let it go. I'm not able to let it go. Because that was the show where Janet asked Shawnette to do her Oprah Winfrey impersonation from The Color Purple. And I have been embarrassed since 1998. Oh my God, I forgot about that too. <laughs> that is funny. I can't forget. Yeah, but most recently, the Essence Fest, that's my favorite performance. It was two weeks after Joe had passed. It was her way of giving a tribute to him and seeing that adorable picture of them two together. That's I can watch that over and over again. I'm glad you mentioned that picture because this is something important we can settle right now. Who does Janet look like? Does she look like her mom or does she look like her dad? Ooh. She has the cheeks of Catherine, though. Catherine. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. But, yeah. I think she's got Joe Jackson cheeks. You think so? (laughs) I think, too, that Catherine and Joe have similar cheeks. So maybe the family only had a choice for one cheek. (laughs) 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 Their cheeks are similar. Plays a mixture of both. How about that? I'll accept that. Yeah. You talked about, you know, the Essence performance. And one of the things I remember about it is that, like, before the song, she actually talked quite a bit, which struck me. I mean, I was really struck by, one, like, your father passed away two weeks ago, and you're able to, like, stand in front of this massive crowd and articulate your feelings about it without, like, becoming a complete puddle. The strength that it takes to do that. And even now, like, occasionally she does get really emotional during the song. And I think it's kind of a combination of a couple things. I think it's obviously she's thinking about her brother and now she's thinking about her dad. But also, too, I think just because of the audience response is so overwhelming during that song. Like, you got to feel that. Like, that's got to make you feel a little bit emotional, I would think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And also, too, it's kind of become her closing song. I call it, like, it's her version of, like, you ain't got to go home. But when <laughs> you got to go That's when you and still picking tri- up your purse. <laughs> yes. She tricked me on the second leg of State of the World. There were two songs after it. I think, actually, State of the World and maybe Rhythm Nation or something. I'm not sure. But there's two songs after Together Again. And I remember when I saw it in Detroit, 
when Together Again came on, like I legit started getting ready to go. Like I was telling my cousin, like, yeah, get your stuff. This is it. You know, I, it used to kind of make me sad too, because I'm like, oh, it's almost over. You know it's what I mean? Over. Yes. Yeah. But you know, they said they tried a bunch of songs from the Velvet Rope album when they were putting the tour together. The first show for the Velvet Rope, they thought we'll just try together again and see what kind of response we get. And as we know, that was like the closing song for the next 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely epic. It is. The energy and the excitement. I'm sure they're damn near exhausted by the end, but they're still giving it their all. And it's really, it's just a celebration. I love it so much. Okay. And one thing about this song is um, it actually received awards for Outstanding Music Album at the GLAAD Media Awards in 1998. Um, GLAAD, the Human Rights Campaign, the Foundation, uh, American Foundation for AIDS Research. I mean, this song got recognition by a lot of charities and a lot of groups for its message. She even like donated portion of her sales to the American uh, Foundation for AIDS Research. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, we talk can talk about all her, you know, achievements and stuff, but just the fact that she does so much for charity and for so many organizations and to shine a light on, you know, the LGBTQ community, which I'm going to say we need all the love we can get even in, you know, in 2018 going into mm-hmm. 19. AIDS affects everyone. We know that now. And that was 1997, too. So, you know, obviously, it's still even taboo today, but it was a risk, I would think, calculated risk that she wanted to make. And to your point, you know, using her platform, I'm so proud of that and proud of her. Think of all the good, you know, that's done over the years. It's it's just amazing. And that I guess that goes back to why we're so drawn to this woman, because she's selfless and humble and it seems like she's just always willing to put others first. Uh, the whole concept of most of her albums, it's the core is love. And, you know, she, mm-hmm. she just, she gives so much love and it just makes me feel good and makes me proud. You know, that we, we, we're fans of somebody pretty special. Definitely. Definitely. We were talking the other day and I was telling Cammy, I was like, fortunately we are, like, I don't stand anyone but Janet Jackson. And I was like, you know what? We don't have to worry about her. She is not going to embarrass us. She is not going to bring shame to us. There won't be. We stand a responsible, thoughtful, courteous, sexy legend. Like, we think she is getting it all right. Yeah. And I was Absolutely. also thinking, I was thinking to myself, like, there's not, I mean, any topic that you you know, bring to Janet, she has some type of experience to it, whether it's the Me Too, where it's domestic violence, you know, she's lost friends to AIDS, so she's passionate about that. I mean, she, she, honestly, I, I can't think of anything that she hasn't, you know, tried to bring light to or awareness to, to say, hey, this is very important, you know, you know, look out for your fellow man. So she took such a risk just putting it out there that she would be an advocate for human rights, civil rights, LGBTQ rights. Like she would be an advocate for all of that. And she wasn't concerned about if it would, what it would cost her. And that is one of the things that I have always admired about her is she will be who she is. I cannot express my admiration enough for the choices she makes, even outside of the music she delivers, just for the choices she makes um, and how she lives her life and how she carries herself as a global citizen. And even when you think about the Super Bowl situation, um, when, you know, they tried to make her grovel, she apologized, but she wouldn't grovel. Like, she just wouldn't do it. And she didn't, wasn't concerned about what it would cost her. Uh, well, I can't say she wasn't concerned. I'm sure she was. But she didn't let that stop her from being who she is and from standing up for what she believed in and for standing up for herself. So true. Yeah. And it, it just... I know we, we don't want to get down the Super Bowl rabbit hole, but that whole Les Moonves stuff, you know, and her not groveling and giving him the satisfaction of her apology or her tears. It's, I know it was complete and utter hell for her, but it's made her so strong and resilient. And, you know, I, I think, I don't know, I, I'd like to take it back as a fan, but I, I think it's probably done so much for her personally that, you know, it's just something that it, it obviously changed her and her path and her strength and resilience. I, I can't imagine 
many other women that could they can stand up to the kind of BS that was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just, I mean, I can't, I can't find hard, I mean, I can't find a fault with Janet. I really can't. And I mean, I don't mind debating folks till I'm blue in the face about Janet and her legacy. And she's got the receipts, right? I mean, hands down, she she's lived it, and and she's still doing it, guys. That's what's so exciting. We don't know what's <laughs> That's next. That's amazing. You know? yeah. I think you know, and even now, like Cammy and I started this podcast. We've only been out it a couple of months, but the reason we started it was because when the first leg of the State of the World tour ended, which we thought would be the the end of it, you know, we just kind of expected her to go go back to herself and live her life and you know we just be out here in the world on our own like we usually are um every two or three years but i was really expecting it to be much longer and for her to come right back with the state of the world leg two and then she released may for now and did all those performances and all of that and it's just like again like we think it's nearing the end and it just becomes so much more and it's like I feel like we're in bonus time like this woman owes us <laughs> nothing and she's right. still giving us the best that she's got yeah she is and she's still got something um, to say obviously so that's i think that's what's exciting I, uh, she's not done yet i think we know that it's so cool yeah well said mike well said <laughs> let me just say thanks mike for coming i enjoyed you you made me laugh and i hope we can do it again i just really had fun with you yeah yeah likewise and i think thanks so much for for having me and you know making the the effort and reaching out you guys are awesome this was a lot of fun are you you guys are getting a lot more um listenership too aren't you because i've heard people talking about it on about your youtube channel which i didn't even know i i listened to you guys on itunes um oh, i think cool. it was on a one of the janet forums it is picking up. And what's been really fun is that, you know, folks are chatting with us and asking us questions on Twitter. And really what we, all we wanted this to be was a forum where, like we said, we thought Janet was going to disappear and we were going to be very Mm -hmm. sad about that. And we just wanted a forum to keep the conversation around Janet going and to have guests who are real fans and just come on and talk about their love for Janet Jackson. And that's all we wanted. And so it's slowly turning into that. They get what it's about now, too, because just because it's titled Control, you guys have so much other banter and things that you talk about that it's it's comical and it's it's fun. I think that's probably why it's spreading, too, that, I mean, you guys are you're kind of becoming a thing. Thank you. We appreciate that so much. Yeah. How do people find you? How do they connect with you? How can they support your movement? Sure. So we're on Twitter. The handle is at InductJanet. On Instagram, it's at induct underscore Janet. And then on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash induct Janet Jackson. couple days left in the fan ballot. I did want to mention that. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the, the rockhole.com slash fan vote, where you can select Janet on your fan ballot so we can, you know, hopefully get her in this year. I'm cautiously optimistic. And I have a really good feeling, guys. It seems like the momentum is on her side. I Yes, I feel good about it. Like, I'm trying not to be overly excited because I have been for years. Like, if you know, I'm one of those people, like, I don't want to be anywhere. I'm not wanted. So I was like, look, Janet, they don't want you in there. You start your own thing. You don't need this. But <laughs> Right. I like no, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I feel like this is the year. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> so before we go, I want to ask each of you, what is something that Janet hasn't done, or maybe you think she hasn't done, that you would like to see her do? What would be on your bucket list for Janet? Issa is still so young. I think it would be really, really sweet for Janet to do a children's book for him, kind of. I think that would be really, really cute. But then now that I've said that, I want a full autobiography from Miss Jackson. I think, you know, her full life story. Um, I think that would be pretty epic. Yeah, he just hit us with I, a one-two right there. <laughs> a one. Yes, two. I think like I think those are fantastic. I buy children's books, even though I don't have a child. Just like I buy records, and I don't have a record player. Mike, it's a long I would story. <laughs> definitely be down for that. What you got, Cam? Mm, I think I may have mentioned this before, but I'm ready for her to do 
something like sort of on the lines of what Santana did, where he hooked up with the young artists and recorded new music. I know Michael before he passed, he was actually thinking of the same concept just because of how successful it was. So I wouldn't mind seeing Janet doing something like, you know, her having a song with Future and, and all these young cats doing a little trap soul, you know, just something different. I mean, if it doesn't sell, who cares? Put them in the studio with Jimmy and Terry and just see what, what comes out, you know? That would be fun. And, yeah. I'm for that. I'm for that. I think my bucket list for Janet, I want to see her on Broadway. I want to mm. see Janet in a vehicle built for her, like something equivalent to a Hamilton, like the way Lin-Manuel oh. had Hamilton. I would like to see Janet in something that big and dynamic. So not necessarily like just plug her into something that exists, like a, a totally created world for her on Broadway. That's brilliant. I love that. So maybe it'll happen. You know, you got to speak things into existence. So maybe we're going to get that a out book. in the universe. That's, that's right. Gonna something. An autobiography. What? We're going to get some collab. Not with Future, though. I can't even co-sign on that. But some collab <laughs> oh, come with on. some that's other it. people. <laughs> and, okay, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not listening. I'm not here to tear down your dream. So if that's, cousin, if that's what you really want with all your heart, I'm, I want it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think and the autobiography is a good idea, though, because think about Tina Turner. If the book turned into a, a hit movie, and now oh, I think overseas mm-hmm. it's a hit play. It is, and I, I think yeah. it has it been in New York yet. It may have been in New York. You may be onto something. You have improved on my idea. So we're gonna start with my <laughs> book, then <laughs> yes. it's gonna be a movie, and then it's gonna be a play. Yes. We got it all figured out. <laughs> Tell her people to get in touch with our people, which is us. <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> so that's it for us. On behalf of myself, Courtney Stribling, and my cousin, Cousin Cam, we'd like to thank you for spending time with us. If you like our show, please subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also chat with us via Twitter and Instagram at JJTodayPod. Feel free to leave us a comment, drop us a like, and tell another Janet Jackson fan about our show. Our intro and outro music, Good For You by THBD, is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever. You can shout out the Polly movie again. Shout out the Polly movie. Again. No, Give that's her that remembers that Polly I'm just kidding. No, I don't. I don't. You all. That wasn't Cousin Cam. I'm going to let you have your fun. But that's a good movie. And if Disney ever opened that vault and put out a Polly DVD, I'll pay a minimum $274 for it. I love that movie. <laughs> Cause you be the only person that buy that copy. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, I would not. I mean, granted, no. no one I talk to about this movie remembers it, but that's not the point. If you see it, you will love it. Like Keisha Napoleon was that girl. She had all the wonderful world of Disney movies on lock in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>